I'm Paul Heron, and this is episode 35 of the On Eastning podcast. Today I'll be speaking with Andrew Berman, the executive director of the Greenwich Village Society for Historic Preservation. As many of you know, Anna Eastneen lived at least part-time in the village from the early 1940s until shortly before her death in 1977. One of Neen's most famous activities during the 1940s was the establishment of the Gemmore Press, named after her printing partner and longtime lover, Gonzalo More, a Peruvian anarchist she met in Paris during the 1930s. Neen, a prolific novelist and diarist, was compelled to print her own work because at the time, no commercial publisher was interested in her esoteric, reflective, and poetic works. American publishing was all about realism and action, two attributes Neen eschewed, even vilified as a writer. With a $100 gift from her husband, Hugh Geiler, she bought an old hand-operated press in 1942, and she and Moray set about printing a revised version of her novel, Winter of Artifice. At first, the press was located at 144 McDougall Street in the village, but then was relocated to 17 East 13th Street, a building that still stands today and is the subject of today's discussion. The Village Preservation Society is trying to get the 13th Street building landmarked. Welcome, Andrew, to the podcast. Thanks for having me. Yeah, I'm very interested in your uh, organization, which is the Greenwich Village Society for Historic Preservation. Um, I was alerted to your presence by a tweet that you had made that I was tagged in. And the thing that piqued my interest was that you were uh, working on landmarking a location where Ani East Neen once had her Gemmore Press installed, which is on 13th Street in Greenwich Village. So what, what can you tell us about what you do? What, what is your organization and what are you attempting to do? Sure. Uh, we are uh, also known as Village Preservation, which might be a little bit easier for folks to uh, say. And we've been around since 1980. And the work that we do is to document, celebrate, and preserve the special architectural and cultural heritage of Greenwich Village, the East Village, and NoHo. Um, And, of course, a lot of that has to do with um, historic buildings, but it also has to do with great writers and transformative social movements, um, great progressive thinkers and fields like feminism and LGBT rights and uh, a whole host of uh, uh, areas that were centered um, in these neighborhoods that were such a, um, uh, a cauldron of activity um, in the arts and politics and uh, culture. Um, and certainly uh, uh, Neen was uh, a big part of that. Uh, she both contributed to it and was drawn to it. Um, obviously, it, uh, it, it existed before she was here, but she uh, contributed significantly to it. Um, and there's a part of our neighborhood south of Union Square, for those who are um, uh, familiar with the area, 
that unlike most, much of the rest of uh, the neighborhoods that we represent, um, is not landmarked um, and uh, is right now kind of on the, the beachhead of the ever-expanding um, tech industry in New York. Um, we have an area that's called Silicon Alley. It's New York City's um, uh, version of Silicon Valley um, that previously had been uh, located north of 14th Street. Um, it's now expanding south of 14th Street into these neighborhoods, Greenwich Village and the East Village, um, including where uh, the Jamore Press was on uh, 13th Street. And we are very concerned that we're going to lose a lot of these wonderful historic buildings and the uh, great histories that are uh, connected to them. So we've been highlighting um, both individual buildings and great people and events connected to them. And 17 East 13th Street, uh, where the Gamore Press was located, um, and where uh, Neen worked and uh, you know published and produced these great works of literature, um, is one of the ones that we've been highlighting. So when you landmark a building, just so that we all understand this, basically what you're doing is you're protecting it from it being raised or being uh, mutilated beyond recognition or something of that nature? Yes, absolutely. Uh, you know, we're just a nonprofit advocacy group, so uh, we don't do the actual landmarking, but we advocate for it to uh, the New York City Landmarks Preservation Commission, which is a government body that ultimately gets to decide uh, buildings or areas um, that uh, warrant landmark designation. We've successfully, in the course of our existence, been able to advocate for the landmark designation of over 1,250 buildings. Wow. Um, and uh, but a, a big gap in that um, uh, in that record and in that set of accomplishments is this area, uh, which is facing a tremendous amount of pressure right now. So we would love to see not just 17 East 13th Street, but its surroundings, um, which are all very much interconnected in these areas of literature, transformative social movements, um, the women's movement, um, LGBT rights. Um, there was an incredible amount of activity connected to that uh, going on here. So, you know, again, uh, Neen's location here uh, was not a coincidence and it was not isolated. Um, it was very much a part of this fabric of, uh, of transformation that was going on in this area uh, throughout the 20th century. Right. And she mentions a lot about the village in her diaries. And it's interesting to note that she lived not far away from where this location is. She was on Ninth Street at the time. Uh, she eventually ended up moving to Washington Square, but mainly her, her New York life was in the village and her friends were village friends. Her neighbors, her, her fellow artists and so on seemed to congregate in that area during that particular time. So, and in, in when, when she left Paris because of the war, she was leaving behind a society of expat artists and writers and so on who had formed their own tight-knit community there. They helped each other. They inspired each other. They published each other. And they loved each other. And she was seeking something like that when she came over here because of World War II beginning. And I, you know, in a, in a way she found it in the village in spite of the 
times. Uh, basically, what she was doing was she was working hard against the New York publishing establishment, which was at that particular time in the early 1940s, very anti-individualist, anti-introspection, and pro-action and pro-reality within the writing community. And so she was very frustrated. That's one of the reasons that she became interested in starting her own press so that she could publish her own works. And the interesting thing is that that you also noted this in your blog post, which, uh, by the way, the address of that will be on my blog. Uh, So anybody who's listening to this can easily find it. But you mentioned that not only did Neen publish her own work, but she also published the work of other artists at the time uh, who were, were in New York for one reason or another, largely because of the war. Um, and her partner was uh, Gonzalo More, whose name is incorporated into the name of the press. Uh, and really what she was trying to do was to not just create a way to publish her own work and to bring in some much-needed money, but she was also trying to provide a way for Gonzalo himself to earn a living, which he had notoriously been unable to do for his entire adult life. Um, And and it was kind of a, a, it was a very hard task on her part to uh, try to make this man who was a Peruvian dissident, uh, he was an anarchist, he was a communist, he was a hard drinker and a drug user, and try to get this man to abandon his bohemian life and become a so-called responsible citizen who was able to put food on the table himself. She never did. She never did succeed at that. But you know, so when um, when they moved to the Thirteenth Street location, it was actually the second place that the press had been located. The first was on McDougal Street, one forty-four McDougal. And that's right. Now, is that, I just wonder, is that location actually been destroyed? Is that gone? Uh, it is, yes. Like, uh, unfortunately, like so many great historic sites in Greenwich Village, it was destroyed by uh, New York University uh, to make way for a building in the uh, mid-1940s, so not uh. that long after she was uh, there. So this is the one of the two locations uh, that uh, the press was at, which the press was located, that does actually still survive. So this is the sole survivor of Neen's private press. That's correct. Wow. So yeah. that alone makes the building very significant. But sure. And it's particularly mar- remarkable, by the way, I should mention, because it's a tiny tiny two-story building. I mean, you know, Greenwich Village is known for its 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 village-like scale. Uh, but even in Greenwich Village, two-story buildings, especially just a block, it, it actually backs up onto a 14th Street building, 14th Street being uh, a main cross-town street, a very dense, busy street. Um, the fact that this little, tiny um, uh, two-story building has survived uh, since uh, the for over a hundred years the build we believe the building was built in uh, 1911 and interestingly it still has the name of the first press uh, that was located in the building the Erskine press um, on the exterior of the building so it still reads as a uh, as a small uh, printing press house uh, which is particularly remarkable who's there now 
it's it's a restaurant now. Oh, so it's totally gone away from its original roots. Yes, it's 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 no longer. But uh, you know, this this whole part of town used to be uh, full of uh, printers and the publishing industry. Um, I, it's one of many reasons why she was located here. There's not much of uh, the publishing industry um, still left in this area, um, and yeah, that building is now a, a food establishment. Do you happen to know which story? It's a two-story building, and what what story was she on? Do you do you happen to know that? I don't. Although the building is small enough that they they might have been in the whole thing. Uh, oh. That we haven't been able to um, uh, establish. Okay, but if one walks into this restaurant, one can actually be in the same place where Ani East and Gonzalo created some of those beautiful books. Yeah, I mean, the, the, the establishments that have occupied the building have, have changed over the years, but because it is so small, it, typically they've occupied both floors. Uh-huh. Um, so uh, uh, generally speaking, if you, whatever restaurant is there, if you go in, you're, you, you have access to the entire building. Wow. Well, now when you landmark something, does that mean a plaque goes on the, the building or something like that? Or uh, No, not necessarily, although it can. You can also put plaques on buildings that aren't landmarked, and we do, in fact, have a historic plaque program, and we would love to see this um, uh, memorialized here. Um, uh, that, of course, requires uh, owner permission, which is not always so easy to get, um, and we uh, we haven't yet reached out to the owner either specifically about landmarking or about um, a plaque, uh, but certainly we'd love to see um, that and other means used to um, uh, highlight and commemorate this uh, great history connected to this building. Mm. The only place that I know of in the world that has Anna Eastney's name on a plaque is her house in Louveciennes, France. So, yeah, that would be it. Would be fascinating to see that. Now, other locations in in the village include the Gotham Bookmark. That's a place that no longer the business no longer exists. Does, does the building still exist? Well, uh, to the best of my knowledge, it's been in many, many different locations. They moved around a lot, and in fact, uh, uh, for the last several decades, they were located in Midtown. Um, and uh, some of those buildings are no longer there. Some are. Um, but, uh, you know, as is often the case with New York real estate to survive, sometimes you have to be pretty nimble. Um, so they had uh, uh, a, a multiplicity of homes over the years. I didn't know that. I, I always thought they were in one building. Uh, yeah, that's not not my understanding. Um, I've, uh, there's several addresses um, that they were uh, connected to um, until they finally um, uh, uh, closed their doors in uh, about a decade or so ago. Right. Um, yeah, for our listeners that are not aware of the Gotham Bookmart, it was a uh, one of the first bookstores in America that displayed Anna Eastneen's work and Henry Miller's work and other avant-garde authors who were struggling to get their works into bookstores. Francis Stelloff was the proprietor of that establishment for many, many years and a definite Neen ally. 
<clears throat> and when Neen finally got her diaries published, which led to her fame, you know, that she had her party at the Gotham Book Mart. Then I was devastated to find out that it had closed. You know, it's almost like if the uh, Shakespeare and Company in Paris had closed. You know, it's uh, it, it, you just want to know it's there. You know, and, and I sure. think I think that this whole thing is true for many of these structures in New York and the Village, and this this little store that you're talking about, where Annie set up shop back in 1944 is my idea of a, a place that really deserves to be taken care of. <clears throat> yes, we believe so uh, as well, and we're hoping to see that happen. It's been a bit of a struggle with the um, city, which has been very resistant um, to our efforts to try to get this area landmarked, and in fact seems very set on seeing it become uh, an extension of Silicon Alley. Um, and encouraging um, large-scale office building development in the area, um, which would result in the destruction of uh, buildings like this. Uh, so we're really um, we're at a critical moment in terms of uh, uh, seeking to uh, protect and preserve this history before it's too late. Wow. Oh, how how do we get involved? How does anybody get involved in this? What do you sign sure. petitions? Do you donate money? What do you do? Yeah, well, we are a, a you know, membership-based organization supported by the public, so we're always um, happy to receive uh, donations and support. Um, our website is uh, gvshp.org, so the initials of our full name, Greenwich Village Society, historicpreservation.org. Um, we have a special page dedicated to our uh, efforts to protect this neighborhood. So if you go to our website under uh, gvshp.org slash save my neighborhood, um, you'll find all sorts of uh, information um, about the effort. We also have a, a letter there that you can send to city officials uh, saying that you support designation. You can sign up to be on our email list to get notifications about this. There will definitely be, if you're in the New York area, there's certainly going to be hearings and rallies and protests and meetings. Um, and if you're not, there will be many, many opportunities to uh, um, send letters and in other ways communicate to decision makers um, that you believe that this is important and it uh, deserves to be uh, preserved and protected. Um, you can also just uh, follow us on uh, Facebook, GBSHP, Twitter, also GBSHP. Um, we're frequently uh, posting information about this particular campaign, as well as other campaigns and other work that we do um, on our social media. Wow. Well, I'll, I'll be certainly uh, checking those things out. Um, and you're saying that there will actually be organized uh, rallies. Uh, wow. Is that happening in the near future, do you think? or? Uh, well, we don't have one uh, at the moment planned, but we've done several, um, and we may well be doing more in the coming weeks and months. Um, in the next couple of weeks, there's a couple of meetings of the local uh, community boards that we have here in New York City uh, related uh, on subjects related to this. So we're turning people out for that. There's a, a big meeting next week, uh, November 13th uh, uh, at 6.30, and then a week later on November 20th, also at 6.30. Again, information on our website about uh, the, 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 the particulars on where. Um, so we're, we're getting through that first, but we, uh, 
we certainly have held several demonstrations and rallies and press conferences uh, to try to call attention to this uh, plight. Um, you know, we recently uh, got the support of the uh, Anais Nin uh, Trust um, for our efforts to um, uh, get the building and the area landmarked. So the word is definitely um, spreading, uh, and we hope to get more both high-profile support and grassroots rank-and-file support. Um, it all makes a, a big difference. Well, that sounds like a worthy cause to me, and I, I would be willing to drive up to New York to attend one of these uh, demonstrations because I, I really believe that what you're doing is very valuable for the history of the place, not just for Neen, but you know, for the, the general history of this very special place in New York City. Mm -hmm. Well, we appreciate that, and we will definitely uh, keep you posted about when and where those are happening. Um, so whether it's you or anyone else, uh, we very much welcome the support and the spreading of the word. Yeah. I was reading uh, some of Neen's diary, and when she talked about the 13th Street location, uh, she recorded just after installing the equipment there, uh, and I just want to throw this out there for the Neen fans who are listening, um, where she talked about the relationship that she had with Gonzalo, which was an extramarital relationship on both their parts, um, and the, the, the people who were gossiping about it. And then it was only two years later that she wrote... Uh, this was in November 11th, 1946. The press collapsed under a mountain of debts corroded by Gonzalo's irresponsibility. Even when it was time to move out, it was I who did all the packing, sorting, and cleaning. Gonzalo took the small press home. I went away alone, broken in health and seeking strength elsewhere. So uh, that was the end of the 13th Street location on, on November 11th, 1946. And yeah, it clearly was a, an important period for her, even though she was struggling against the, um, uh, the challenges uh, created by uh, Gonzalo. Um, and that ultimately, um, you know, led to the to the demise. But um, this clearly was a pivotal moment in her uh, career, um, and uh, uh, it, it really affected the way it developed and her ability to reach a broader audience and to hone her craft. Um, so it was a small amount of time, but a, a really important period. Yes, it was. I wish you all the best in your efforts to landmark this particular building on 13th Street and all the others that you're currently working on. Well, thank you so much. Uh, and thank you for uh, all the work you do um, and for helping to spread the word about this uh, cause. We're hoping, uh, we're cautiously optimistic that um, uh, ultimately we, we will prevail and we'll be able to um, secure the future of this and other really important uh, buildings connected to the, to the history of uh, literature and uh, other important cultural movements in our country. Andrew, thank you so much for taking the time to talk with me. Thank you. Okay, take care. For more details on the Greenwich Village Society for Historic Preservation, 
and their efforts to landmark the old site of the Gemmore Press, see our post on the Ani Eastneen blog located at aniisneenblog.skybluepress.com. This has been the Ani Eastneen podcast. Thanks for listening. Until the next time.